And welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I missed the countdown for uh, Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. I am Sean Hood. That is Dave Taylor. How's it going, everybody? And we are here to tell you all about, well, wrestling. We're going to talk wrestling. Uh, we are a deep dive into wrestling from FM 99 and 106.9 The Fox. Uh, we join you each and every week to discuss everything we can with wrestling. We do interviews, previews, reviews, everything you can think of. Uh, we make it happen. And uh, that includes this week when we are previewing NXT TakeOver 31, which will be taking place tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on the WWE Network. So for tonight... That's our plan. But before we get into that, we got to get the business out of the way. And the business consists of telling you where to find us, mainly FM99.com and 1069thefox.com, right there under the media tab, ESPR. Click it. Find us. Go over there. You got your links to our stuff. Takes you to our RSS feed, but you can find us on all of your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling. Go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review. We greatly appreciate it when you do that. Everywhere podcasts can be found, that's where we can be found. And in addition to that, Dave got a notification of some kind. And in, <laughs> in addition to that, make sure that you uh, follow us on social media, facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter at ESPR99, and you can email us ESPR at FM99.com. When you follow us on social media, make sure that you go ahead and like the page or, or count or whatever, and then you turn on your notifications after you follow us, because that will allow you to be notified when we go live just like this, so you can join in and be a part of the discussion. And for tonight, we have, uh, well, really, we're going to talk about NXT TakeOver, but a couple of things we want to get out of the way right away, just some news that we uh, saw during the week that broke. Uh, lots of stuff that happened this week. Um, we're going to start with one that actually I was discussing with Dave right before we uh, came on, and that is the fact that WWE has officially announced that they will be taking over all of the, their superstars' Twitch accounts. Wow. The, a lot of the superstars not really happy about that. Um, Paige specifically voiced some frustrations over it, talking about how she built up a community over there, and now WWE gets to swoop in once that work has been done and it's been established, and now WWE will be managing it. The payouts that what bothered me is something that I saw, and I'd have to verify this again, but something I read was the payouts they would get from things like Twitch would then work against their downside guarantee. Which to me... You and I have this look of like Wow, because, okay, because you're making money off your name, so that money belongs to us, which in turn, then, we're just going to take that out of your guarantee. Yeah, which to me is really, really crappy. Um, right. I, I, I'm, I think I understood that correctly when I read it. I'm allowing for a little bit of lee leeway here that I may have misunderstood what I was reading, um, but the way it broke down as far as I was reading it was that they will then hold that against their downside guarantee, which is the money that they're guaranteed in their contract. Um, yeah. they, they get a certain amount of money for merch and this, that, and the other thing, but there's a certain amount of money when they sign on the dotted line that they are guaranteed in their contract. That's their downside guarantee. Yeah. So yeah, what I'm seeing here is uh talent is four weeks to turn over their account, by the way. Yeah. So they have four and then we'll give them a portion of their platform proceeds in return. Yeah. Portion. 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 So WWE will then be taking over that, the other portion and really probably doing nothing to, uh, improve these accounts what yeah. it has uh, what it what it allows them to do is get a piece of the pie for doing nothing and then on top of which it allows them to control the content that is then put on there because if they don't like something it will stop yeah it's, it's kind of like the twitter account sometimes where they sometimes control the content because it's storyline driven because you know like right. or, or maybe it's like a facebook page that okay well you know dean ambrose doesn't have a facebook page i'm just going back but their storylines being posted about whatever right. he's doing promoting raw 
So you're, you're going to see a lot of that and a lot less, you know, maybe what Paige is doing, you know, which is a great way to interact with the fans, yeah. you know, which is a shame that they were going to pull that plug because they had I, that the new day, uh, you know, a Rusev at, at a time. The more that you see WWE get metal with the way these people run their, their accounts, the less you're going to see these people interested in creating that content. Um, because what will end up happening is they will have to do things they don't want to do because up to this point, it's been able, they've been able to do the stuff they want to do. Adam Cole has one on there. I think it's the chugs on Twitch and he goes on there and plays games that he just wants to play and he's just playing through them. None of them particularly hyped or anything like that at the moment, but I could easily see them forcing these guys to go on there and do streams for like 2k battlegrounds and this, that, and the other thing to try and influence people to get the game or they'll work out some deal with uh, another publisher, you know, EA or somebody like that, uh, 2K, and they'll say, hey, you know, we need to get your superstars playing these games and talking them up on their Twitch streams, which, again, I don't... The, the more you may, the more you turn these into commercials for WWE, the less people are going to be interested. Yeah, because what you're going to do is that you're going to... you're gonna They're going to get money from somebody, you know, say, like like a game, that WWE is going to get paid, and say, hey, can you promote this? Can you Can you do this? Can you do... Kind of like when they do. Now I don't know what the deals are with like Charlotte's commercial, the fan thing, and Sheamus with with uh, Cricket Wireless. Yeah, you know it's probably a combo where they're like, hey, you know, give us two of your superstars to do this commercial with us. So maybe maybe it's gonna be the same way. What we can reach is the Twitch audience. Everybody likes Paige, and everybody likes Adam Cole, and everybody, you know follows the Miz. Um, so we're gonna have them do these things, you know, which is gonna be odd to see like somebody like the Miz, you know, shelling out for. Uh, for a product, you know, sitting well, that, that by his wife. That might be the uh, that might be the the worst example you could possibly give because Miz does not strike me as somebody that it would be weird to see shilling for something. Uh, it would seem weirder to see somebody like Alistair Black or uh, somebody like Kevin Owens, somebody who's supposed to kind of resist the authority above them. It would be weird to see those characters. You know, if Retribution gets a twitch, I'm going to be really upset. Um, it just it, the whole thing bothers me because I, I understand people are going to say, oh, well, you know, WWE made them famous and that's why they have these big followings on Twitch and yada, yada, yada. Well, here's the thing. Anybody can follow somebody on Twitch for absolutely free. You do not have to subscribe to that person. Yeah. It is not required to be able to interact, watch and, you know, be a part of their stream. The reason people subscribe is because they're enjoying interacting with the person they're there with. It is not because WWE did something to make them want to subscribe. So that's what bothers me on that end. Uh, think uh, about like when uh, Ted DiBiase, uh, a junior, by the mm -hmm. way, uh, you know, he used to do those uh, like posse parties, whatever they were called, like before house shows and stuff, you know, because mm -hmm. that was his way to interact with fans to kind of get himself over because, it, you know, and this is another way for stars to get over. Like, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm going to watch pages thing or whatever else or, well, Adam Cole's a pretty funny guy. You know, I, I have a connection with him. So all, all these things that guys did, Zack Ryder at one time, you know, that had a connection with fans. That was the only reason anybody cared about Zack Ryder. <laughs> the only but, reason. Yeah, but 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 that's what made a connection. You know, DiBiase had that. Not to give me a huge following, but people, you know, they respected the guy. You, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, now I'm going to be emotionally attached to you other than just being a guy that can't win matches on TV. So. Yeah, well, there's a lot of that. Is <laughs> what it is. Um, but again, not a big fan of it. We'll see how this transitions, how this goes. We'll see if anybody like drops their platform or something like that, um, or drops their, their Twitch streams uh, and just doesn't want to do them anymore due to this interference. Um, it, it's it's bothersome to me. To me, if it was a if 
I, I would tell if I'm WWE and it's, you know, oh, it's about the, the, the licensing of your name and this, that, and the other thing. All right, fine. You know what? You don't want me to be called real page WWE or whatever it is on Twitch. Fine. I'll call myself Soraya, yeah. which is my real name. And I will do it that way. And you should have nothing to do with that. It shouldn't be, oh, we're just taking over your accounts. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Um, it's 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 bothersome to me, and especially the whole point of like like with their downside guarantee that whole iffy gray area. I'm not I'm I'm I don't know I don't I don't really like this. You know I, I'm curious. I'm looking to see how many WWE superstars have a Twitch. Well, I can tell you right away. Uh, Xavier Woods does. Uh, yeah. Adam Cole does. Paige does. Big E does. La, well, Lana's on Rusev, so that one doesn't really count. Um, Cesaro has one. Um, Tyler Breeze has one. Yeah, um, and he shares this with uh, uh, King Baron and and uh, and Sean Spears. So maybe that's part of it too. Did, did, did you Sean say Spears King? Did you say King Baron? <laughs> that's what that. Well, that's what he goes by in here. Apparently, that's just funny because no, I don't. I've never actually heard anybody say that. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Uh, but I have, I have the list in front of me. So and, and this is all the wrestlers, and some of them have combined accounts, which can be part of it too. Uh, yeah. So Selena Vega, Drew Gulak. Uh, you mentioned. Uh, um, yeah, and Selena Vegas is absolutely not story oriented. It has nothing to do with that. I think no. it's called A to Z on the tube, or you, or in something like that. Yeah, A, A to Z on YouTube. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. It it has absolutely <laughs> nothing to do yeah. with. It has absolutely nothing to do with WWE. And they, she does things on there like involving her cosplay, and she talks about different topics and this, that, and the other thing. Like it has nothing to do with WWE. Hey, if you want to start some kind of platform for them, for them to do these things on, then do it. But don't once they've decided to establish a following and whatnot on Twitch and you've seen it be successful. That's what kills me. It's not like they waited and these guys started doing this and they were like, well, wait, wait, wait. If you're going to start doing that, we're going to, you know, do this. No, no, no. You waited until there was a bunch of them already on there. They had been on there for a long time in a lot of cases and had built up following yeah. subscribers and, and things like that and then decided it was time for you to get some of that. And it really makes me angry. But, you know. It, it, it yeah it's just bothersome man it's just bothersome so that's yeah, that's my ranch for today okay well did, did they take that and like with was zach Ryder and did they take his thing and then they put it on youtube and then but they had creative control so was, yeah. it wasn't cool anymore no it wasn't well it wasn't cool to begin with let's be honest but um yeah they did that to zach as well so okay <laughs> um, I'm just going to transition to this. I know you don't want to talk about it a whole lot, but the best man did the interview, uh, you know, which kind of relates in the whole Twitch thing because he still has his own program and he yeah. brags about that in AEW. Uh, but talking about some of the other things, similar to what Dean Ambrose said and other guys who've left WWE and what they try to make him do. Um, so, you know, with Rusev, they, they try to give him the silly angle. Uh, he, you know, the wedding thing with um, yeah. Mandy Rose was, or not Mandy Rose, um, who came back for that, that one night? Liv Tyler? Liv, Liv Tyler. Uh, Liv Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow, uh, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, she showed up. You didn't see? Yeah. So, yeah, so that the was whole thing with Bobby Lashley, Liv Morgan, and Lana. Yeah. Yeah, it was was a one off. There was no plans for that. Um, yeah. I will give you credit because I was like, "Oh, this is going to be great. They're going to do something," and they completely blanked the bed with that. Um, so he had this point with that, and they were going to give him a dysfunction of some kind. He wasn't crazy about that. Um, and they hated a Aiden English. It meant that they hate Aiden English. Well, that now here's the thing. That's what he and Aiden say. And I mean, yeah. I'm not arguing with them necessarily. I'm just like, you always have to take these things with a grain of salt. You're hearing that side of the story. Now, 
what we've heard, what I've been told all through my life is that if you take one side and you take the other side, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, so you never really know what the truth was unless you were there. But I wouldn't be shocked at all to find out that they weren't crazy high on Aiden English. Now, that being said, I was never crazy high on Aiden English outside of the tag team that he had. Uh, the um, Gotch, yeah, with Simon Gotch. Gotch, the yeah, Vaude Villains. I loved the Vaude Villains in NXT, then they got brought up and I hated it. But is is what it is, you know. Uh, I but it just didn't seem like I don't know. I mean, it was it, it was, it, a lot, it was a lot of trash. I can say there's two there's two sides to it, but you can probably see his frustrations were oh without a doubt. And I'm not saying at all that Rusev did nothing that WWE did nothing wrong, and he had no reason to be frustrated. No, no, no. I'm sure they did plenty wrong because that guy was was a, a main eventer on a silver platter for you, and you just ruined it. So yeah. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they were perfectly they they did everything right in this situation. They absolutely did not. So no, because even the whole Rusev thing, which I know we argued about, because you think it's more of a chant, and I thought, you know, it, it got him over to some extent. Uh, that's two times. You know, they had main event potential with this guy, or at least put him in a good storyline in the mid card, and yeah, trash. Yep, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, I it just the only thing about it is like I didn't it didn't. I don't know. The interview didn't do much for me because it was really nothing we hadn't heard from other people before, which also lends credence to, you know, some of it's probably true. But at the same time, it was like, all right, well, we're just kind of at this point. At this point, it just seems like piling on from guys who went to AEW. I'm not trying to be a jerk about that. It's just the way it comes across when I hear him talk about it. Yeah. So, but again, I think that they absolutely did 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 things wrong. They they, they mishandled Rusev like crazy um, yeah. because that guy... He never should have lost to John Cena at WrestleMania. Well, I'm just going to put no. that out there right now. And if they, and if he, if that, if he was going to lose to John Cena at WrestleMania, which I maintain you could come back from, the problem is that people, I, the problem is I, I, I view it like this: when with people like John Cena and and you know before him it was Triple H and before him it was you know you know we had this Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's all this laundry list of guys. With the with a few exceptions, people would book you to that point, and it was like that point was like the end. And it was like, so they never had plans beyond that. It was like, okay, we're going to get him to this moment. Now what? And so it's like, they they get him to the match with John Cena and he loses. Okay, he loses. You know, John Cena's John Cena. I mean, you know, he can beat people. I'm not going to argue with that. Um, But you needed something for John Cena to lose. That would have been the time. Well, it would have been, but I'm not. But I'm, I'm throwing that argument out the window. Forget that. He could still beat Rusev, and Rusev still could have been fine. You just needed a follow up planned after that, so that Rusev could then get some steam back. But no, we had nothing. Literally, once we got to that point, when he lost to John Cena at WrestleMania, it was over. They had no real plans for him after that. No long term plans. Nothing that made any kind of sense. None of it made any sense, which is why it all felt so terrible and went downhill for him. Yeah. So it's like, it wasn't John Cena. It's that the writing never went past that point. So we yeah, got yeah. him to this point and we said, done. And then we realized, oh yeah, crap. We still got to do something with him tomorrow. Okay. Because people want to complain, ah, oh, Cena this, Cena that. No, if, if, you, if you can still make this guy look strong in defeat or somewhere down the road, and you know, here we're going we're to give you a marriage uh, dating problems with Lana and we're going to have her uh, feud, you're going to feud with Dolph Ziggler. Which was terrible. Oh, and now they're engaged because uh, they... You know, should post that online. Yeah, they posted that online, and uh, I mean, and that's things we got to take into account too. That was dumb on their part. They had yeah. a storyline. Now, maybe we didn't all love it, but they had a storyline, and they went online and ruined that storyline. 
Okay. <laughs> so we have to take a little bit of here. Like we have to look at that as an, as evidence that probably not everything that happened there was WWE's fault. There was clearly some mistakes made on both sides. And that's why when these podcasts came out, I'm like, there's some info there, but you have to take all of it with a grain of salt. Um, but we mentioned WrestleMania. So we'll talk about this next thing here. WrestleMania still in Tampa next year. Is it? We don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, most likely at this point. Yeah, so signs are leaning this way, uh, which, you know, if, if they have a WrestleMania uh, with fans next year, and I, th I think at, at some point, you know, they're going to push for something. By uh, next year, they'll absolutely have fans. Now, whether it'll be 80,000 or whatever it is, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but they'll yeah, absolutely yeah. have fans. Yeah, because uh, right now it's currently scheduled to March 28th in L.A., mm -hmm. uh, but, but a lot of talk is that they're going to, you know, have it in Tampa next year um, so they can use that gosh darn pirate ship and bring Kiari Saint back for one night, and then have it in LA the following year. You know, uh, it, it would be worth it. <laughs> if, if they're, um, by the way, uh, I got a Kiari Saint story. Um, but Tampa would would make sense because you know the superstars aren't traveling right now, other than just right. to Tampa or to Orlando. If you know, if you this keeps everybody together. I mean, other than flying on the WWE jet or whatever, but it keeps everybody at home base. And, and also gets Tampa done, so you don't have to go to Tampa in 2022, which is do LA out there, right? Which they're doing. I mean, they're trying to. They're not great at this plan, and they're kind of no. going. They're they're reacting instead of you know planning ahead, and it it's a bummer because then you end up with situations where people get sick. Um, it's like Retribution and several women from NXT and the main roster and whatnot all ended up exposed or, you know, you know, I, I don't know if there's many official diagnoses. WWE won't tell us that anymore. They, they, they keep that real close to the vest, which I think is screwed up on their part. Um, they're making a really a lot of crappy calls backstage that I'm really not enjoying lately. I saw a report the other day and granted it's a Meltzer report. So I take it again with a grain of salt. <laughs> Ooh, you read um, I mean, I still see his reports. I just usually, you know, <laughs> read them while I'm on the toilet. So I'm focused on something else. The, um, it was some report about, oh, what was it? Uh, when the, this past pay-per-view clash of champions, when they advertised Nikki cross still against Bailey, even though they knew three days prior or something like that, that she wasn't available. Um, they kept advertising Nikki cross and they brought up that they said that the general, he said he's spoken with people at the company numerous times about why they do that, because it's really not fair to the viewers. And the general consensus is, why shouldn't we? They work for us. We should be able to book, to advertise them if we want to. And it's like, if that's truly their thought process, man, that is a crappy thought process because you are outright lying to people even though you know you're not going to be able to deliver that. It's one thing if you are really holding out hope. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, maybe things will clear up and, and like, we'll be wrong. And, you know, she'll be able to be there, but maybe something will happen. Right. It's one thing. If you think that it's another thing when you know that they're not going to be able to be there and then you still advertise them. It's a, it's a bald faced lie. This isn't storyline. This isn't anything. It's a lie to manipulate people into watching. That's been going on for years. Think when Austin and Survivor Series, yeah, uh, it, it was, I guess it was in '99 when we knew, you know, the reports were he can't wrestle; his neck was damaged, injured, yeah. everything else. So they waited until the pay per view to do the car angle to take him out of the match. That you know, that other than the casual wrestling fan, you knew he was going to wrestle. It's like how are they going to do this? And then but here's my thing. Here's my thing. At least back then you had the benefit of not not even the majority of the wrestling audience read the internet back then. 
It was a it was a small section of the wrestling audience. Plus, while yes, Austin wasn't going to be able to wrestle, and they waited until that night to do something about it. At least storyline wise, they did something about it that night. They did they included a storyline, and I agree with you. They should have said earlier that he wasn't going to be able to perform, or, or, hit, or hit him on Monday at Raw, or something like, like oh that. Yeah, done something else. Yeah. But what you could have done, but at least there you did a storyline to cover the fact that he wasn't going to be there. You know what I mean? And I don't like that either, but it's better than what we got with Clash of Champions, where they just knew days out and, nope, we're just going to keep advertising. And then that night we'll yeah. say, oh, sorry, she's not here. You know, it's like, <laughs> what? Like, that's <laughs> nonsense. Um, yeah. it, there, it just goes to, this goes back to the kind of their planning and their thought process about all this. That just doesn't make me feel like they have everybody's best uh, interest in, at heart, that the 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 booking is always... I don't know, man. It's like we we pray for them to do long term booking, and but then they need to adjust in these moments, and they don't. Yeah. And like I don't know, man. We can't. We just can't win with them on either side of it. As far as WrestleMania still being in Tampa, I couldn't care less. If, if the world is not back to normal, and fans aren't really allowed, or they're not allowed in large numbers, I don't care where you have WrestleMania. Like have yeah, it in Tampa. That's fine. Keep everybody there. It's smarter to keep everybody there. Yeah, I, I, I just don't see it being in the stadium. I mean, because are you going to build this gigantic set for nobody? Or are you just going to, you know, do it in, uh, you know, the Tampa arena or whatever? Which they you know? could. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the, where the, uh, where I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, where the Lightning play. You know, your NHL it, Stanley Cup champions. But, yeah, 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 yeah by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those guys, you know, they're, they're, I guess they're okay. Uh, which, by the way, they, they did something awful the other day after they won. Did you see that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was bad. Letting everybody drink out of the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah, that, was, uh, that was a bad plan. No, the, no. Here it goes. Fine. <laughs> the, the the Amelie Arena is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, yeah. They did uh, not play there obviously because they they played all the uh, hockey games in Canada. But. Right, right. The um, but it just it just bothers me that that this is that all this stuff seems so so ill-planned and so mismanaged and now have you seen that they, they're changing the locations of different places like now uh nxt is going to be filmed somewhere else and 205 live is going to be filmed somewhere else like they're trying to keep all the rosters separate now but what kills yeah. me is that they have some people who live together like, yeah i mean like i don't know what you think is going to happen here like like i mean me uh, i think it was not me yim because she lives with um the keith lee keith lee which yeah. then also by the way hey wasn't Mia Yim one of the people that got pulled because she might have been exposed? Because retribution yeah. got pulled, right? Because they they've been they might may have been exposed. That means Keith Lee might have been exposed. Yeah, we saw him on Raw Monday. Yeah, so I'm kind of throwing my hands up in the air here, like what's going on? And then not to be a jerk, uh, I saw a picture yesterday or today of an independent wrestler named Brandy Lauren. Hanging out with Shotzi Blackheart. And I'm like, and I'm not saying they can't hang out. I'm not at all saying they can't hang out as long as they're being safe and stuff like that. But it's just like you clearly have some mixing and mashing going around. Unless you guys are going to operate in a bubble type environment, you're going to have infections break out. So yeah. you really might want might to start looking at a bubble. Yeah, because again, that's been a problem as we've seen in the NFL with, uh, with uh, now we got, as we learned today, um, Cam Newton. You know, yeah. and, and then, you know, and, and uh, of course, the Tennessee Titans have a mess going on. Oh, man, know, that's a rough situation over there. It, it, we, we don't know the story of, of what, of course, you know, our old president and, and everything else where you, you just don't know. And, and you, you're hanging out with the wrong people. You don't know where, the, where somebody's been or if they're a systematic 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're carrying it. You don't know. I mean, we're not going to get the whole medicine side of this, but this has got to be some common sense, you know. Oh, without a doubt. Without uh, a and, doubt. And, and, you know, and with her hanging out, you said with other stars who are not in the group, you, you know, I mean, unless you're eating dinner, you know, six feet apart, I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how you do it. Uh, Jeffrey had a question about WrestleMania. Could they pull a WrestleMania 2 and broadcast it from different places? You know, it's actually not a bad idea from the fact that if they scale down their set, they could still sell tickets. Now, I don't know the production cost that, that would be. Right. Because everything's got to be huge nowadays. Um, my thing would be, I don't think that serves you a lot of benefit because, again, you'll have to you're gonna you're gonna be separating people to two different locations. Okay, why? Like, what? What? How does that benefit us to separate them to two different locations? It means you're sending people to different places, which means that somebody's traveling. Um, so then that's unnecessary. And then if you're gonna allow fans, why are we gonna double our chances in two different locations? That does that just doesn't work for me in that regard. I'd say, oh, I understand the money, man. I just I I'm trying to think about this from the perspective of what makes sense. I know that they don't really focus on what makes sense a lot, but I'm gonna try and stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If they have it in the arena, obviously those screens are gone, you know, but that that's that's months from now. Where are we yeah. October, so, March, five months from now. Yeah, you know. we'll we'll see. The world the world could have turned around by then. You never know. We'll have to see. Um, but that takes us to, uh, let's, let's move right on from the news. I mean, we've, we've ranted enough about this stuff. Let's go on in and dive into our preview for NXT takeover 31. Uh, it's going to be, you know what? The takeovers are always good. I'm not, I'm not. I, 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 thought, I thought they did a great job building this up. I was impressed with NXT on Wednesday. I thought, I thought they did a good job. All things considered, because this is a very rushed takeover. Yeah. So I all things considered, I think that they did a good job. But I I I am looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I am too. Uh the one match on the show that doesn't well, was run through the matches it doesn't involve a title, but is I guess a grudge match, if you will, is a Kushida. I mean Kushida. Uh, oh man. <laughs> Tell me what you really think about him. Uh, um Kushida versus Velveteen Dream. All right, here's here's where it goes for me. Uh better be Kushida. Yeah, better be. Better be. I didn't want to say the other guy's name, but but, but if uh, <laughs> if you think that the if you think that fans are going to be okay, Kushida has recently kind of they kind of seem like they're kind of building him back up a little bit, and if you think that fans are going to accept that, and then you have him lose to Velveteen Dream, oh, you're wrong. Oh, be prepared for the rest of your show to be hijacked online because it will be. Yes. It absolutely will be. So Kushida better get this win. That's all I can say to you. Yeah, maybe this is the match that doesn't kick off the show. I just went because the one non-title match they're going to stick, right. you know, maybe somewhere else. So it's it's uh, it's not a factor. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm with you though. It's got to be uh, that guy. So. Why bother? <laughs> why bother building him back up and doing these promo videos for him and stuff like that and talking about now how he's now like moving to the U.S. was such a was such a trial for him and he, now that he's here, he's established his family's here. He's a hundred percent focused on the ring and he's got this aggression and. Like, why even bother focusing on that if he's going to lose this match? I, I give credit. The packages they put together are great. And, and oh, yeah. Had some good ones. Outstanding yeah. ones. Uh, I thought the package with this was good, too, for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. I love the Swerve nickname. Uh, the, the, the Swerve nickname is fine. The Swerve character bores me. Um, this this week, actually, was the first time Swerve has been interesting to me. Uh, he, he's talented in between the ropes. I'm not denying that. But the character has been very boring up until this point. Um, one dimensional, nothing exciting. Uh, I could see Scott after this past week taking the title off Escobar, but I don't want them to. I like Escobar. The dude oozes charisma. Uh, he is just, he, uh, 
I really feel like he's a guy who is capable of making the the cruiserweight championship mean something and be seen as a via a vital like integral important part of the show uh if they if they keep giving him meaningful wins and build him up as as dangerous what, what is his group the uh, legato del, del fantasma yeah yeah it, it, you know i always feel like when they're starting to like to build this up this is kind of like with the previous match where okay if you're building this guy up making him look big you know he's the guy that, that's got to be winning he's the guy that got to keep has to keep the title so I, i'm going to go with you and the escobar should mm-hmm. retain Agreed. In this match. Agreed. Um, hey, b- by the way, uh, he says uh, their feud has been pretty uh, decent too. According to Jeffrey, it's such a shame no one watches two hundred five live. Yeah, I forget that's on. Sorry. Yeah, well, most of us forget that's on, so don't don't worry. Don't it's it's not your fault because WWE forgets to tell a lot of people that it's on. Which is amazing. Run promos during the show. You run promos for everything I, else. I'm going to be honest with you. I I had hopes, but realistically, I knew that two hundred five live would be a joke. Would be it would be a disaster. The second I saw the opening video, and I remember this when I saw the video for Two Hundred Five Live, and it was a bunch of ninjas. I was like, I was like, oh well, this is dumb. And I was like, this is this is clearly not something they're taking seriously. And that's been the case for the pretty much the entire run of Two Hundred Five Live. Uh, um, centering it around the cruiserweights guaranteed that Vince would not care, and it would get forgotten about. They really, honest to God, just like XT, 205 Live should be handled in a bubble away from Vince McMahon. It should be handed off to somebody else who cares about the product and is going to actually invest the time to get the talent over. There are times where I, I do feel like Vince's hands are in NXT, are, are in NXT because of, I think, the whole the Journey Gargano, uh, Candice LeRae, uh, Dakota, or whoever was over for dinner. I just thought that that's oh, just... Oh, Candice? Yeah. Or, uh, Tegan, Tegan? Tegan, yeah. That just screamed... Uh, it's a man for me. See, I didn't think so because they've done these dinner angles a bunch of times. I don't know, just, this just, this one didn't seem any different to me than the other ones, except Tegan happened to be there. So yeah. it, it seemed it seemed pretty it seemed pretty on par for what they've been doing for the last couple months. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, next match is for the NXT North American Championship. How about that, Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Damian Priest just got that title. He better not lose it yet. You know, I, here's the thing I'm trying to figure out because okay, the reverse momentum. Because the end of NXT, of course, Johnny Gargano wins his match with uh, Candice LeRae. Um, the way they've been teasing the power couple. Yeah, I, but they teased the power couple before the last pay per view too, and it didn't work. They, they, this is the. Th- I think this is going to become a running thing with them. They're going to constantly find themselves in situations to. No, you know what? That might not be what happens. What actually might be what happens is they keep talking about how oh they'll both become champions. It'll be amazing. One of them will become champion on one night, not including the other one, and it will and it will cause friction. Um, you, can't, you can't split up a married couple. Do we need that? Yeah, you Do can. We... You just don't have them interact with each other anymore. Um, in any of, I mean, they didn't interact with each other for a while when they first started, anyway. No, they didn't. Um, so I mean, you could easily just get them away from each other. Like, you could very easily just be like, you know, whoever it is that's mad could just be like, I need to do this on my own and go do their own thing, and then just not be a part of it. Um. I, I just I don't I I don't see Damian Priest losing the title just yet. Right. I I I think this is going to be like a hot potato kind of thing because I mean I don't know how sold they are Damian Priest. Um, you know because it seems like before he got the title he's kind of like him to lose again. I'm going to go Johnny Gargano here. I hate you. I so. mean, okay, sure. <laughs> I need Damian Priest to win. He's on my fantasy team. Okay. Well, well, well there you go. Because because I I'm also going to go in this match for the NXT Women's Championship. Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. I'm going to go with Candace in this one. Now, see, if I was going to pick one of them to win tonight, I would pick Candace. I don't know if I'm picking Candace. I don't know. 
Because I, 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 I feel the like I, the character's gotten better. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. They've grown into it. My thing though is that like I don't feel like Eo and Candace have a really hot story going on yet, and I like I feel like when Eo drops this title, it needs to mean something. It it can't just be like out of nowhere. Like Candace is, you know, she won a what a fatal four way or something like that to become the the battle royal. Battle Royal, that's what it was, like two weeks Which, ago or okay, something. Okay, I, I, I will say this. It was a good Battle Royal, but I hated the fact that they, like, you know, it's just a cliche of using the steps. Yeah. And, and you know, and then who's the girl from um, the Gladiator Girl who, uh, you, you know. Nin- uh, Ninja Warrior? Yeah, yes, yeah, her. Yeah. Uh, Casey Catanzaro? Yeah, yeah, because she had all of the stunts and everything. It's like, you know, the handstand's pretty impressive, but it's like, okay, we see it with Kofi. We, we see it with Naomi. You know. Can we, I mean, can we, I like it. But, you know, it is what it is. Every battle royal is going to have this. Every yeah. royal is going to have yeah. this. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: if you're going to book people in them to do those, then yes, yes, they, they, everyone is going to have that day because <laughs> what? Because then, because then, what happens is when you throw Kofi out or you throw Casey Catanzaro out or whatever it is, and they don't do that, people are going to be upset and boo, and they're just going to be mad about it, and they're going to dump on things. Something different. Yeah, no, I, I I get to I get to see people just get thrown out normally. The other twenty nine contestants in like the Royal Rumble, I don't care. Like <laughs> it, that, I don't need well, to see somebody. I don't need to see somebody else just fall out. Well, and sometimes it's Morrison, although he didn't last long in this past Royal Rumble. Uh, Jeffrey says after seeing that picture with both of them holding the belts, I really felt like they can give give them both of them. Hate so. you, Jeffrey. Um, anyways, that was on my side. Thank you, Jeffrey. Hey, there's your evidence right there. You're wrong. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> So who are you going with? I'm going with Jeffrey. I'm going with EO. I don't think she drops it here yet. I think, and okay. I could be wrong. Like I said, when I first went into this, I was like, eh, but I don't know. She could drop it, but I'm going with EO just because I want it to be bigger when she drops it than this quick thrown together takeover. Will, will this be because their styles are completely different? What, what what kind of match will this be? Well, you say they're completely different. I mean, I don't know if I'd say they're that different. Just with the way uh, you know, Eo with with the ropes and everything, the flying around and Candace like, does know. some flying. She doesn't do a ton of flying, but she can. But I mean, and they're both technical wrestlers, so I mean, like this, I don't see this being that them being that uh, weird. Jeffrey says, "Trust me, I don't want them to get it either." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, it, it's. Uh, I mean, I see this being a pretty straightforward match between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, one match left on the card. One match. Wow. All right. Already. Jeez. It's only like a five match card or something. Yeah, it is. They're all going to be 30 minute matches. <laughs> Probably. That's the way it should be. In any event, you mean the main event of the evening for the NXT Championship champion Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly of the Undisputed Era. Loved, loved, loved the segment with them and uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And NXT. Because you know what? You didn't get anybody flipping over tables. You didn't get any cheap shots. You just had a conversation. And if you weren't familiar with Kyle O'Reilly, he sold himself. Well, and they did a exactly. great hype video on him, too. Yes. During that show. They did a fantastic hype video on Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I've known about Kyle O'Reilly for a while, so I'm really excited about this match. This should be fantastic. Um, what, what happens with the, uh, you know, his, his group? You know, because Adam Cole is defending him on the show. I think it's fairly obvious. Adam and him go face and Fish and Roderick go heel. And they just split up. I mean, well, that's the way it are, seems. Are we, are we, I hate to see Undisputed Air break up. I mean, three years. Uh, you time. know what? I hate to see them break up too, but I would rather them break up here than go to the main roster as the Undisputed Era, and then the legacy of the Undisputed Era be terrible. Because they'll last like five months. Okay, we're gonna break up now. Like, or or they'll just have them in corny crap over and over and over again. So I would rather them just be done with it here. Let the entire run of the Undisputed Era be awesome, 
and then be done with it in NXT while it was still awesome. So Finn retains, but I mean, but the undisputed era, you know, it, it's like, did it cost him the match? I mean, not so much maybe uh, Adam Cole, but uh, you know, Fish and uh, the other guy, or I could see, um, yeah, Fish and Strong getting involved, and then maybe Kyle O'Reilly trying to trying to tell them to back off or something like that. And I could see Adam Cole maybe coming out and getting in their faces, telling them to back off. You know what I mean? And that leading to do a division between the four of them. Because uh, it just seems to me that they would, it would be the easiest way to get there, I feel like, uh, in this match without actually having them directly involved in the finish. You get what I mean? Because yeah. I don't want anybody to screw Kyle O'Reilly out of this. I, I want him to, to, to win or lose on his own merit. But I, I feel like the Undisputed Era is going to play into this somehow. The only other option that happens is they shock us all. Kyle O'Reilly wins, and we get the thumbs down moment, like from Triple H, where they all attack Kyle <laughs> O'Reilly. Um, which I also, I got to be honest, wouldn't hate, but you know, it, it would uh, it would be interesting to say the least. But I think I think Kyle O'Reilly fights valiantly. He loses some variation of what I just said ends up happening, and then Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly end up the faces strong, and Fish end up the heels. And I'm not necessarily even sure that. Cole and O'Reilly end up on the same side necessarily. They're just against Fish and Strong. Well, yeah, that or they go their own ways. They all feud with each other. Well, yeah. We we have this, you know, this foursome match or whatever, Fatal Four Way. I just hope, I mean, if he does get distracted, that O'Reilly doesn't lose by the most dangerous move in professional wrestling, which is the roll up. Damn, it'd be it'd be career ending for him. He'd have to get really checked out by Dr. Joseph Maroon. And see if he could ever wrestle again after a vicious roll up by Finn Balor. I, can, can uh, we, like, I mean, like, it seems like every week on Raw or SmackDown, because I thought in NXT we we're going to get it this week when there's a roll up. I think it was in the main event with Candace or uh, rolling up uh, you know, Shariah. It's like, oh my gosh, this is going to be it. And then it wasn't. That's because EO's a hell of a competitor. Um, fighting through that vicious roll up. Um, Jeffrey saying, I always figured Roderick would become the leader and they'd all turn on Adam Cole. That's a possibility too. Maybe what happens at the end of that is maybe that's what happens at the end of that is maybe they come out to help Roddy and Adam stops them saying, no, he's, he, he can do this. He can do this, you know, and back off. He loses. Then he goes in to console Roddy. They all attack him. And Roddy's like, why did you stop them? You know, I could have been champion this, that, and the other. which could also be an, an, an interesting storyline watching Cole fight against those guys. But I, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to see. We'll have to find out. <laughs> but that's one of the things I like about this is that the finish isn't a foregone conclusion for me. I'm no, fairly no, certain no. Finn Balor is winning. Could go another way, but I'm fairly certain he's winning. But even in the predictability of Finn Balor po- most likely winning, there's still a bunch of ways this story could go. And, and, and that's the thing when it comes to wrestling and people are like, oh, I knew this guy was going to win. I knew this guy's going to win. Uh, you know, we, we don't, you know, hello, Alcina wins or Roman Reigns beating uh, Jey Uso. Okay, we know it's going to happen. It's the story you tell us how we did. Yeah, how do we get there, and what are we doing now? And you again, know. and just because you mentioned it, what they're doing with Roman and Jay is awesome. So let's be honest, Friday was great. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, hell in the cell. Uh, I, uh, I I didn't expect you know Jay to get a rematch for Hell in the Cell. I figured they'd do something like that because they didn't have anybody else for Roman to immediately pivot to, and it would be weird to start a feud at Hell in a Cell. Uh, yeah, because no. they only got like three weeks like to build it up, and yeah, I guess this this would be the blow off. Uh, and I know yeah. I know Sasha and Bailey are going to probably head there. I know they're wrestling next week, but obviously that's not going to happen. Something will happen there. Yeah. Uh, who, who's on Raw? Who's in this cell? Is it Drew versus Randy Orton? 
Well, from what I from the reports I read said the only cell match is scheduled to be Sasha and Bailey. Okay. Now that's what I read. It could not be true. Uh, well, no, because last night because Roman said, you know, I'm going to put you in hell in the cell. Basically. Oh, maybe he did. Yeah, I was reading her. Okay, well, that must have been an old report I read or something like that. But either way, I mean, it's so most likely what it would end up being is like you said, um, it would end up being Drew and Randy at one end of the show, and then uh, Bailey and Sasha at the other end. And for my money, at this point, I. No, it is out of cell. It is confirmed with Roman and Jay. So. Okay. Oh, with Roman and Jay. Yes. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. So, are Randy and Drew? Are Randy and Drew not in Hell in a Cell? Oh, uh, well, they're probably going to make it. A, well, it's not officially announced yet, so we'll we'll find out on Monday. Oh my God! The last thing I want is three Hell in a Cell matches. And here's the thing: if they put Jay and Roman and Randy and Drew in Hell in a Cell and not Sasha and Bailey, kiss my white. But I had to stop myself there because that is the dumbest decision you could possibly make. That split and feud has been burning for like three freaking years. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 unless it's the beginning of it. No, it, it needs, it needs this. I mean, cause I, I, unless you're going to build and, you know, cause they only got so many superstars right now. Right. You know, they're going to have a rematch at the you know, survivor series at the rumble at whatever the heck falls between the survivor series and the rumble. Yeah, reali- realistically, if we're talking about all, any of these three matches, it goes like this. Sasha and Bailey is the one that makes the most sense for Hell in a Cell, just given their feud. Now, yeah. that be- that being said, I'm going to say given the time that's been put into this feud and how long we've all had to put up with it, um, because what we saw on Friday was not worthy of Hell in a Cell. That was the most boring logic that Sasha could ever give. She still, I and I told you this, Dave, I said this. Here's my problem. I have no reason to cheer for Sasha at the moment. The only thing Sasha did was convince me that she got beat up by Bailey and I'm supposed to cheer for her now. That's not a, that doesn't make you a baby face. It you can because you can't keep a friend, I'm supposed to cheer for you. You're both terrible people. You're not acting changed. You're not acting like you have remorse for any of the crap you did with Bailey. You are not a baby face. You're just the baby face by default in this feud, which is hurting it in the long run because it makes it harder to cheer Sasha in this feud. Now, so, I mean, realistically, we're talking about time invested and whatnot, how this should be a blood feud. Obviously, Sasha Bailey. But if we're talking about the match that has at least, let's say, the intensity is ratcheted up repeatedly, let's talk about, okay, then it has to be Drew and uh, uh, Randy Randy Orton at that point. Because it's the blow-off. It's, I mean, I think all this has to be blow-offs. Sasha and Bailey is not going to be a blow-off. Randy and, Randy and, and uh, Drew, at least um, you could say with Randy that, he has an argument for it because he'd be like, I don't want all these freaking people getting involved in my match this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's there's the argument there that he wants to keep people out and keep them in, you know? But when it comes to Ray and, or Ray, Jay and Roman, that one to me doesn't make as much sense to be in Hell in a Cell simply because it's the second match. I mean, Roman doesn't need it to be Hell in a Cell. It wouldn't do Jay any good to ask for a Hell in a Cell. No, I mean, but, it, but, it, but it is a Hell in a Cell match. Because yeah. that, that way Roman can punish the crap out of him. And then, you know, maybe Jimmy stops it or maybe somebody else comes down. You know, I, I don't I, think I, I, I no, I don't think Jay, I don't think anybody stops it this time. Somebody might want to stop it, but I don't think they'll be able to. I think yeah. that'll be the thing is they won't be able to stop it from happening this time. Um, yeah. Do you watch Talking Smack, by the way, uh, Jeffrey? Every Sims once in a while, but not not. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while. Pretty good. So. I'll, have to, I'll have to check it out. I haven't checked it out since way back when when Daniel Bryan was on. Yeah. So, 
which I still maintain they should bring him back. He was great at it, but still. And anyway, so that is our preview for, uh, 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 almost said Hell in a Cell, but it's not. It's for NXT TakeOver 31. I don't know how we got we got talking about Hell in a Cell, but. Yeah, uh, the I, preview preview is now for a couple of weeks because that's October 25th. Is okay, good. We have a few weeks. But, hey, it can't be any worse than the, uh, the Seth Rollins Fiend match from last year. No, it can't be. You're right. Um, but stay tuned uh, for, with us because Monday we'll bring you our review of NXT TakeOver 31. So be around for that. Make sure, again, you find us on all your social media, facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter at ESPR99. Like us, follow us, and click the notifications, turn them on, so that way you know when we go live to talk about NXT TakeOver. Can, can I do one thing? Because I, I, I just Probably. want to say, I, you don't care, and I don't care. Nobody cared about Kamalish last night except for Corey Graves. <laughs> That's been true okay. for a while. Right. That's all I got. So, that by the way, that she just changed today. A lot of trash in social media, which is horrible. You should never be commenting about somebody's appearance or whatever else. It's just no, oh. that's garbage. Why? Garbage, garbage. So. Garbage. Don't be, yeah. don't be that person. Be better than that. Yeah. So, in any event, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, remember, I, I like I told you how to find us. If you want to follow us on social media, and if you want to listen to the podcast, you can listen to all of our previous episodes. Just go find us on your podcasting apps. Search ESPR Wrestling. Go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five star rating and a review. We greatly appreciate that. And until next week, when we review again on Monday, NXT Takeover. Remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Good night, everybody. Jeez, it's dinner time. <laughs>